Welcome to the Awesomers.com podcast. If you love to learn, and if you're motivated to expand your mind, and heck, if you desire to break through those traditional paradigms and find your own version of success, you are in the right place. Awesomers around the world are on a journey to improve their lives and the lives of those around them. We believe in paying it forward, and we fundamentally try to live up to the great Zig Ziglar quote, where he said, you can have everything in your life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. It doesn't matter where you came from, it only matters where you're going. My name is Steve Simonson, and I hope you will join me on this awesomer journey. If you're launching a new product manufactured in China, you will need professional, high-resolution, Amazon-ready photographs. Because Simo Global has a team of professionals in China, you will oftentimes receive your listings photographs before your product even leaves the country. This streamlined process will save you the time, money, and energy needed to concentrate on marketing and other creative content strategies before your item is in stock and ready for sale. Visit simoglobal.com to learn more, because a picture should be worth 1,000 keywords. Empower, the name says it all. Connecting e-commerce entrepreneurs with great people, ideas, systems, and the services needed to stay business dynamic and to grow. Empowery is a network, a cooperative venture of tools and resources to make you better at what you do, because we love what you do. We are you. Visit Empowery.com to learn more. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. You're listening to episode number 105 of the Awesomers.com podcast series, and today is part two of the Backtalk Live episode where we dive in live uh, and talk about some news items, which we did mostly in uh, part one of our episode, although we did have a, a question pop in. And we talk, you know, some of that question talked about LTL freight and how to deal with some of the shipping issues when you have to schedule shipments with Amazon.com. That can be a complex process. And so I don't want people to be discouraged by it. It just takes a little time to manage and a little getting used to. And I, I give a, a couple resources here in part two of that that uh, people may want to take a look at. So in addition to news in this uh, Backtalk Live Part 2 episode, we also took another uh, quick run at a couple of the questions that were coming in live. So I I hope you guys find these instructive. We we had a fair number of live listeners this past time that were able to give some some nice feedback and uh, some back and forth, which is always nice. Uh, So go ahead and take a listen. Uh, This is Part 2 of our two-part series. Okay, we're back. Uh, hello again to you, Alex. Uh, thanks for the question, Tony. Uh, before we broke at our last uh, session there, we were talking about different marketplaces. Um, the fact that I, I can tell you that without competition, Amazon has really no reason to lower our prices. Without us being able to speak in one voice, Amazon has no reason to listen to any one of us because they will just simply discard whatever we have to say. And so I want you guys to know the more that you you know find opportunities on these other marketplaces, and I'm not saying you spend 80% of your time on another marketplace to get 10% of your sales, but I am saying try to lean into it like there's opportunity. And as I was just saying, I know we've had a few new folks join us. There is a way that you can put product in. Hi, Maria. There's a, a way to put product into the Walmart or eBay system so that you get the fast delivery badges. And when you get those badges, your product moves up in search results, just like it does with FBA. And to do that, we have a 3PL that you can uh, partner up with, and uh, that deal should be done uh, sometime later on this year. So my, the, my whole point is 
you can accomplish the mission. And we have case studies of people who were able to, you know, they were selling nothing on Walmart before and they switched to this fulfillment methodology and they started selling 10, 20, 30, 40 units a day. So it really, it is something substantial. It is something um, that has a lot of merit to it. All right, so I'm gonna back up again and just review. I've talked about Rakuten. Uh, they are not as strong in the US, although they bought a company uh, called Buy.com many years ago and then they rebranded. They have a number of different global enterprises. They are the number one seller uh, marketplace in Japan. If you sell in Japan on Amazon and you're not selling on Rakuten, you're missing the largest marketplace there. Uh, Rakuten also owns places around the world, including substantial holdings in Europe. There are so many marketplaces out there. If you guys trade in Europe, there are many effective ways to trade on a dozen, two dozen, even three dozen marketplaces in Europe. Um, okay, Tony's coming back with another follow-up to his question here. Let me take a look. Okay, so basically says they, they don't have any partnership carriers coming from the uh, LTL, and so they use the companies who are the cheapest and can get us an appointment, but they never get us regular business hours these days. Yeah, so first of all, it's, it, during Q4, it's a tough time to get appointments, Tony, as you might imagine. It's, it's less predictable. I would, find some, I would find a carrier, even if they're a little bit more expensive, who, just, who has trucks going to Amazon every single day. There are some carriers who don't do a lot of business with Amazon, and they, they are the afterthought carriers. And that, that would be a good reason to focus on the carriers that have the deepest relationships with Amazon. Uh, sometimes, by the way, they're not the local Canadian carriers. They may be U.S. carriers, but they have pickup partners in Canada. And um, I, would, I, I imagine it probably wouldn't take too much work to find out who those carriers are. Um, that would be best aligned with your route. So for anybody, uh, you guys can go ahead and leave a comment. How many of you have shipped via LTL? Go ahead and leave a comment if you ever shipped LTL, yes or no. LTL is a little more complex than UPS because with UPS, you're just you know putting stickers on boxes and, and you watch them disappear and you don't really know or care what happens after that. LTL, you have to stage the shipment. You have to coordinate it with one supplier. And as Tony points out, then the carrier has to schedule, oh, Gracie's done LTL. Good job, Gracie. Um, hi, Terry. The point is, LTL is more complex and you have less control over it. Uh, but as you do it more and more often, I think you'll see that it becomes more and more predictable. When we've done LTL, and we've done significant LTL, both LTL and FTL, actually, that we partner with the carriers who have significant relationships already with Amazon. That means they have big um, you know, uh, volumes running with them. Gracie's doing it from her freight forwarder. So that's a good point, Gracie. I'm going to come back to that. The, it may sound a little scattered. I hope it's making sense to you guys, but LTL is a good way to ship pallets of material at a very low cost uh, per unit. The, the shipment itself may not be cheap, but when you look at how many uh, units should be on that pallet, it should be relatively low cost you again have a little less control than you do with UPS because they're just parcels and they have a sticker and it's simple and it's easy. So um, my point is if you are going to use LTL, find the best carrier that has lots of Amazon deliveries. And one of the carriers, I don't remember, maybe it was Midwest Freight that we were doing uh, shipments from the US to Canada and they were doing multiple truckloads a day to Amazon. 
And Amazon doesn't really like to, you know, have six or seven trucks show up at three in the morning. Uh, so they they will generally schedule those when they're the most crew is available, which is obviously during the day shift. But again, I want to just say, during the fourth quarter, Amazon it's a nutty place. Um, I actually uh, next week or the week after, I was going to take the Catalyst eighty eight group down to the Kent uh, facility in Kent, Washington, outside of Seattle. This is one of the new Generation 8 facilities. All the robots running around. It's got a big receiving facility. And Amazon is like, you know, they were willing to have us come down, but they're like, gosh, the fourth quarter is the worst. Can you guys just come back for your February meeting? We don't, we don't, we don't want to take the time in the fourth quarter to, to do a, a walk around and a tour. And I acknowledged that. I said, yeah, that's reasonable. They're just so nutty uh, around the fourth quarter. So, my summary again, uh, let's see. So BJ, what would people recommend in shipping from US to Canada? So BJ, uh, it's a good question. We were kind of talking about that with Tony earlier. The, the directions going from US to Canada, sometimes the origin is less important than the destination. So I think one of the, the stronger partners I used out of the US was Midwest Freight. Um, but one one little trick, here's a little hack for you guys. Um, hey Bjorn, how you doing buddy? Um, so I don't know where you are, Bjorn, but it's nice to see you. So one of the things that you guys might try is just go to FreightQuote.com. Uh, if you've never used them, there's other systems like this, but go to FreightQuote.com, uh, set up an account, and ask them, say, hey, I need to ship to Amazon. I need to make sure they have a really good um, you know, a relationship with Amazon so they can get an appointment. And often they will not only find you a qualified carrier, but they'll give you different quotes from different carriers. And the substantial difference between these quotes is really amazing. Um, and again, this is just one system for moving LTL freight. There's lots of others like that. And I know that the Empower e-commerce cooperative will have a LTL um, recommended solution at the first of the year in 2019. That's on the roadmap. So, Number one thing, BJ, is when you're shipping from the U.S. to Canada, it kind of depends on, you know, where you're starting from. Like if Midwest can't pick up in California, they have to use a partner, that may increase the cost a little bit. But I know that they have really good deliveries up into the Toronto area of Canada. It also depends on where the stuff is going in Canada. So what, what you'll find in LTL shipping is there's something called freight lanes. So uh, carriers have these freight lanes. And between cities, there may be some carrier who is running massive amounts of trucks to support their, their greater business, their existing customer base. That's who's always going to have the lowest price. That may not be who has the most power with Amazon. So imagine a carrier, let's say they're going from Southern California to Seattle uh, or even Southern California to Vancouver. And they're doing that because they are dropping off um, consumer electronics from California, uh, and they're picking up fish on the way back from Vancouver. So they, they're just, they're running trucks all the time. They have great rates and they can throw little extras on there when they have space. But if that guy tries to get a spot at Amazon and tries to get an appointment, they may not have any clout. They may not have any ability. In fact, I've had carriers who like, why do I have to call and get an appointment? I don't even know the Amazon because they actually have to they have to go into Amazon's online system, set up an account, and request the appointment online. They can't even just call like they can at most warehouses. So you want to make sure a carrier's got experience uh, with 
dropping off at Amazon. And the more that they do Amazon deliveries, the better off you'll be. This is why UPS, who delivers you know multiple truckloads to every warehouse every day, full of those parcels, they get it. It's all computer uh, connected, and they just understand what what's happening there. All right, so we went down a little freight. Uh, if anybody else has any questions, let's get them in right now, and uh, we'll make sure that we get those answered before I go. Uh, I want to get back. To, I had a couple other news items. Uh, I did mention just in passing the Miracle Marketplace um, setup. I can tell you that more and more um, companies will start to use this system, and you'll be able to set up with things like Magento and other third-party places to plug into the Miracle uh, solution, which will allow you then to sell on other people's e-commerce platforms, like in the future, Albertsons. And if you sell any kind of uh, substantial volume, you're going to want to be, and, and I'm talking about for foods and home-related items, Albertsons would be a great marketplace. Places like Office Depot, uh, Urban Outfitters, Best Buy, uh, Carrefour, if you're familiar with uh, uh, Europe, um, so many places. There are uh, lots of things. Uh, let's see here. Tony has another comment here. So she says, uh, she's good, or uh, Tony says he's good friends with the person who arranges Amazon appointments. Sometimes I make three to four different requests, uh, but it's the same shipment, presumably. They try to avoid lunchtime uh, and they try to avoid any area that could be a delay because there's extra waiting charges. And this is just the nature of the beast, particularly in Q4. And these are those uh, unwelcome lightning bolt surprises we don't want any part of. Uh, I agree with you. Um, all right, so we've talked about marketplaces. Let me just see if there's any other little details here. And now's the time to get questions in, folks, before we uh, uh, close up for the day. Uh, by the way, if you guys aren't following the new uh, uh, cannabis and uh, pot sales that are going to be opening in uh, Canada, I think they opened actually last uh, Wednesday, this is going to be a major, major type of shift in you know, brick and mortar, um, but also online commerce. And I don't know when the U.S. will get there on a federal level, but I assume in time it will happen. And there will be an absolute crush of uh, opportunity in that market. I wish I understood it. Uh, to be honest, I don't understand a thing about it. Uh, if I did, I would be in that business, but I don't. So I'm on the sidelines looking in. Uh, one uh, comment I did have last week, a pretty well-informed um, uh, chief investment officer of a, of a company. And I think him and I and others generally agree that the cannabis stocks that are currently publicly traded are in a bubble. And uh, I would definitely avoid those. If <laughs> That's a free advice. I'm not a stock analyst, but uh, they seem, seem a little nutty. Uh, have you guys seen this, that Amazon is now really um, pitching the, the third-party ad tools so Amazon has, has taken kind of a love-hate relationship with third-party tools. So in some cases, they will talk to you about third-party tools that are available, almost like it's a tacit approval, not, not necessarily an endorsement, but certainly an approval. And then they'll send uh, nasty grams to those same uh, providers and say, hey, um, you know, you're scraping our data, or hey, you can't get this data unless it's coming through the API. So it, it, it is a love-hate. If you have an app and you're trying to uh, be part of the service provider network available through Seller Central, there are links now 
um, for developers to, to get your product. Uh, and I'll, I'll be happy to give the uh, link or at least the emails out. If you sell something uh, for like a SaaS product and you want to get on Amazon, you can just email newinquire at amazon.com. And that's with an I, newinquire at amazon.com or seller-app-request at amazon.com. And you can get your, uh, your product or your service into Amazon to be part of that marketplace app store. Amazon really is trying to both embrace and then regulate this marketplace. So I expect a lot of changes coming, honestly. Uh, the expectation that we've had that Amazon is, I don't know, that Amazon is in it for our interests is uh, a mistake. <laughs> uh, Amazon's in it for their own interests. Uh, they do want sellers to be successful, but that's not why they're doing it. They want their customers to get the lowest price, have the most selection, and have the best experiences. Uh, sellers still are not thought of as customers for the most part. That seems very clear. And although they are making strides, and I, I salute the hundreds of people on the Amazon seller experience team, and we do meet with them from time to time. And, and when we talk to them about you know reviews being wiped out or arbitrary suspensions and product suspensions and fake safety complaints and things like that, they are trying to take some steps. They really are trying to take some steps to make our lives better. But it's not a systemic, and it's certainly not as pervasive in, a, in terms of mentality at Amazon as the idea that we have internally about being a customer at Amazon. If you're a customer, you know that they're obsessed with customers and uh, they want high, high customer satisfaction and, and experience. As a seller, they're like, eh, we're not obsessed. We, we care about it, but we're not obsessed about it. Certainly not yet. And we hope that that changes. And the, the number one way that will change, uh, the, the way it will change at Amazon is when there's competition. So I talked about this idea earlier that if, if Amazon has competition, there will be an opening for us to see our prices at least stop going up, if not go down a little bit. And, you know, any of you out there that really want to build a big business, if you just build it on Amazon, A, I think you reduce your, your inherent value of that company. And, you know, from a valuation standpoint, if you try to exit and you're on one marketplace, I think the valuation is lower than it would be if it was across a broader set of marketplaces. I don't just think that. That's a fact. Uh, now, those other marketplaces actually have to produce revenue. They can't just be, oh, I listed on these 10 places my product. And if you don't have um, those products making any sales on those other marketplaces, what's the point? And that's why we talked about earlier if you want to get the badges for Walmart, for eBay, or whatever the corresponding ranking methods are for these other marketplaces, you've got to follow the process. You've got to follow the procedure. And, you know, don't forget that, you know, there's guys like me and there's a whole team at Empowery and, you know, other folks around the, the ecosystem that are looking out for sellers and trying to, you know, help sellers out. And when you find, you know, some of these things, don't forget to share them and don't forget to, uh, you know, double down on them if, if they make sense for your business. There are some products that will not work very well on eBay and other products that have a potential to do better on eBay than on Amazon. The same thing is true on Walmart and the same thing is true on other marketplaces like Rakuten, Newegg, uh, and the list goes on and on and on. Hey, David. Hey, Vanessa. See you guys uh, joining us here. 
So just know that the third-party tools on Amazon, this is something that's continuing to evolve. Amazon is sharing that, which is a great opportunity if you have a, a SaaS product or some sort of service for sellers, but expect them to beat you down a little bit too. Uh, they, are, whew, they are tough. Um, by the way, I, I would love to get you guys' input. So last week, the United States informed the Postal uh, uh, Carriers Union or the treaty or whatever that the United States is going to withdraw. And what that means is they are specifically attacking the e-packets that are coming from China. Now, Wish is almost 95% reliant on e-packets coming from China. Uh, I don't know the, the volume of Amazon stuff that comes directly from China, but my guess is it's somewhere between 10 and 18% uh, based on some of the information I have in front of me. Uh, again, on eBay, I don't know the exact percentages, but I would say it's a, it's a double-digit number, more than 10%, less than 25% probably. What does this mean? And by the way, there's a bunch of Shopify guys, including close personal friends of mine who rely on e-packets as their primary method of drop shipping, right? So they go to um, different integrators and they say, hey, I'm selling these thousand products. They throw them on Shopify and they all come via e-packer from China. Well, why do they do it? They do it because it is really cheap to ship it from China. Gracie points out that uh, she says, I think it's great. I'm sure it will upset some Shopify sellers, though. And, you know, upset, you know, who's going to be upset? Uh, I agree that they'll be upset, but <laughs> it's absolutely an unfair advantage for somebody from China to be able to ship something cheaper from China than it is from Seattle to Portland, you know, or Seattle to San Francisco. It's just, it's patently unfair. And actually, it's not cheaper in reality the U.S. Postal Service is still paying all the same rates and all the same transportation costs. So we actually, as U.S. taxpayers, are subsidizing e-packets, which is not ideal. I think it's a good signal, and I think uh, developed countries around the world should really take a hard look at e-packets and make sure, listen, can I use e-packets? Yes, I can use e-packets. I have connections in China with third-party uh, fulfillment centers that are really strong in e-packets. And in fact, Empowery has a couple of those already lined up. For people who are doing crowdfunding or people who are doing you know, high velocity fulfillment, those fulfillment centers in Shenzhen and Guangzhou and, and various areas of China can really kick butt. But that, does that mean it's something that is sustainable? Does that mean something that you know, the taxpayers of the United States should have to subsidize? So I'm happy to see it uh, go away at least be renegotiated. And I should point out for those who are not aware, it just because they are pulling that treaty or we've pulled out of that treaty, it takes at least one year to pull out of the treaty. So nothing's gonna happen instantly. We can't change or refuse to stop, you know, deliver uh, e-packets for this Q4, for example. So nothing functionally is gonna change for at least one year. And it's likely that the beginning of 2020 is when you'll see a change happen. Now, it's possible although it seems unlikely, that there will be some sort of negotiation that happens that will keep the United States in the treaty long-term at some new kind of rates. But I, I think that the point of that, you know, taking that uh, postage and taking the e-packet advantage away is good for U.S. and developed country sellers. So if you're in the U.K., you're in Canada, you're in Australia, and you're having to pay higher rates to move your product, let's just have it fair. That's, that's the point. What if it was just fair? 
And, uh, you know, that, that really is, is uh, what I would like to see happen. So I do want to I, I make sure that we understand that that postal rate would be a win for sellers in general. That is uh, something for sure. So um, I, if you guys have any, uh, Gracie agrees with me. And, uh, you know, I know that, you know, some people who relied on kind of the AliExpress integration to, to their Shopify site, that's not really a real business anyway. You, if you buy a $40 plugin and you list 10,000 products and you sell, you know, five to 500 a day, you're still just drop shipping from somebody else. That's still not a real business. It may turn over some cash flow. It may get you some customers on your list. I'm fine with that. I even like that, frankly. But I don't want you to think that that's a real business. You're just, you're, it's a churn kind of thing. And although it can be made into something, you can leverage that into something real and substantial and meaningful long-term. It's certainly not my number one choice for a business uh, model. So um, any, any final questions? I'm gonna give you guys the last uh, chance to ask questions. We're gonna wrap it up in the next few minutes. Um, and you're welcome to talk about the postal treaty or about marketplaces. Any questions, I'm open for them right now. I'm just scrolling through my notes to make sure I didn't forget anything. Uh, by the way, if you haven't been keeping track of uh, Amazon's new four-star stores, they are bringing in uh, products with uh, at least four-star ratings or higher, and they're going to put those in their physical stores. That is a pretty major announcement. You know, Amazon keeps bridging this brick and mortar thing. They even talked about releasing as many as 3,000 Amazon Go stores, which are the coolest little stores ever. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I've been to the Amazon Go here in Seattle, the first one, right next to the Day One building, which is also right next to the spheres of uh, Amazon, if you're familiar with those. And it is the coolest thing. You just you open your app, you scan your QR code, you walk in. And by the way, when I walked in, I scanned in my son, my daughter, and a, and a friend, and we all picked up our stuff, and we walked out, and we kind of looked around like, is anybody going to tackle us? And we kind of walked down slow, but there's nobody there. There's no cashier there. And we walked out, and I'm still waiting for the invoice to come in just so if anybody does tackle me, I can turn around the invoice and say, no, I paid, really. Uh, but for sure enough, um, nobody tackled us. Uh, the, the invoice came, and it literally, not only did it pick up the things on our invoice from all four of us, myself, my son, my daughter, my friend, we all picked up independently in different places in the store. A couple of us had picked up something and then put it back as well. And those were not on the bill. So it is a substantial uh, experience, a really cool thing, highly convenient. And by the way, a lot of fresh food in there, they're making stuff. So for lunch place, picking up, you know, kind of fresh, good food and fairly inexpensive, very, very good. Now I'm doing a, a Amazon go commercial on it. Let's uh, get them as a sponsor here. But the point is, if they roll out 3,000 Amazon Go stores, that is a substantial, substantial run in the, uh, the footprint. And you'll see, you'll see guys like uh, 7-Eleven crying the blues because Amazon uh, is, is definitely going to uh, mop them up, uh, that's for sure. Those Go stores, if you get the chance, I think there's one in Chicago now. There may be one in the Bay Area, a couple in Seattle. Definitely take a look. And if you're ever in Seattle, just Download the Go app, go by the Go store, you'll love it. It's a, it's a really great experience. So I see no other questions, and so I've got another thing i got to get to, so I'm going to uh, wave goodbye to you guys. Thank you all for joining. I do appreciate uh, the interest. I hope that you will take a minute, go subscribe to the awesomers.com podcast, 
Um, by the way, you, it's okay to leave a five-star review. And this is one of those areas that uh, iTunes is not as punitive as Amazon. I can ask you for a five-star review. By the way, if you want to leave a one-star review, that's okay too. Uh, I really do want to know how we're, how we're doing. And if we suck, uh, we should be told to our face we suck. So it's okay to leave a, a bad review too. But if we're earning the five-star, let's go ahead and put those down. Uh, and subscriptions to the awesomers.com podcast will help. Barry, David, everybody, hello. And uh, we're wrapping up for today. We'll see you later. Um, I hope this is helpful. And as always, I love entrepreneurs. I love awesomers. Thank you all for everything you do. Oh, Chris, hang on. Let's see. I see something in the chat window. Uh, I just don't know where the chat window is. Uh, okay, so Chris asked one final question. He got it in before the buzzer. Uh, he says, will the cost go up for e-packet or will there be no e-packet unless they renegotiate? And uh, so first of all, thank you for the question, Chris. Um, thanks, Maria. See you all later on, on the other side. So I don't know what's gonna happen to be clear. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think the cost will go up for ePacket. It will not go away, but I think the cost will come into a more economically reasonable number. And one of the things that people don't fully realize is when an ePacket is undeliverable, it's between 50 and 75 cents for that to go back to China. So the UPS or USPS is losing about a dollar per ePacket shipment as it, as it is right now. And so my expectation is the cost will go up and be more aligned with economic reality. But eh, what do I know? I'm just a guy uh, on the computer. Maria, thank you. Chris, thank you. Everybody else who's uh, been in and around and participating, thank you all. Really do appreciate it. And uh, we're out for right now. Thanks again, everybody. Catalyst 88 was developed to help entrepreneurs achieve their short and long-term goals in e-commerce markets by utilizing the power of shared entrepreneurial wisdom. Entrepreneurship is nothing if not lessons to be learned. Learn from others. Learn from us. I guarantee that we will learn from you. Visit Catalyst88.com because your success is our success. A giddy up. Hey, Amazon Marketplace professionals, congratulations on your success to date. Your creativity, strategic vision, problem solving, and discipline have allowed you to build your own e-commerce business. Wouldn't it be great if you had more time to focus on the things that truly drive the sales and growth of your company? Instead of getting lost in a dozen different services and countless spreadsheets, what if there was one system that connected to your Amazon account and automatically gave you the information that you needed to make great decisions and really impact your business? Parsimony ERP can do that. Parsimony is the business operating system for your marketplace business. With Parsimony, you get true double entry bookkeeping, easy financial statements, full customer service tools, and item by item profitability, along with project and task management, and more features are being added all the time. Learn more at parsimony.com. That's parsimony, P A R S I M O N Y.com. Parsimony.com. We've got that. Okay, that wraps it up, everybody. That was part two of our Backtalk Live uh, series. And this was, again, to take your live questions and give you a chance to have a voice so that it's not just a one way. I'm not just talking to you. You can talk back or, as I like to say, backtalk, uh, thinking of uh, the behavioral challenges I face with people around me. How dare them talk back to me? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, anyway, this has uh, also been episode number 105 in the awesomers.com podcast series. And uh, now is a good time, by the way, if you haven't already, to go to iTunes or Spotify or wherever your favorite, you know, Google Play and click subscribe. 
If you click subscribe, that helps us get ranking. If you don't click subscribe, that doesn't help at all. And so helping is better than not helping, just in case you were wondering the math on that. So if you want to find today's show notes in detail, just go to awesomers.com slash 105, because this was indeed episode 105. Thanks, everybody. Well, we've done it again, everybody. We have another episode of the Awesomers podcast ready for the world. Thank you for joining us, and we hope that you've enjoyed our program today. Now's a good time to take a moment to subscribe, like, and share this podcast. Heck, you could even leave a, a review if you wanted. Awesomers around you will appreciate your help. It's only with your participation and sharing that we'll be able to achieve our goals. Our success is literally in your hands. Thank you again for joining us. We are at your service. Find out more about me, Steve Simonson, our guest, team, and all the other Awesomers involved at awesomers.com. Thank you again.